0: Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick.
1: All right. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow. The Viking Age on Twitter and on Facebook, the site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com/ the Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we've got Adam Carlson. he's been on the show multiple times in the past and he's been with the Viking Age for a long time, so just welcome back to the show, Adam yeah, thanks for having me back on I'm
0: excited to talk Vikings, even though this is one of the slower times of the year.
1: It is, but but they are in OTA, so there at least there is something going on. OTAs have been going on for the last two weeks, and uh, and right now they're still in the voluntary phase. Still the, right. but at the same time, the majority of the Vikings roster has been attending these OTA practices, except for one very large human, and that is Daniil Hunter. Uh, now I talked about this with with Jordan Reed on a recent episode of. the this podcast, so this might seem a little repetitive for some, but it's an important topic since Hunter's really the only player on the Vikings roster not at OTAs, other than Jeff Gladney, uh, who we know exactly why he's not at OTAs. Uh, but, anyways, Mike Zimmer said on Wednesday that he has not heard from Hunter since the start of OTAs. He doesn't really know if he will show up for mandatory mini camp, which I believe is not next week, but the week after. So, Adam, if Daniil Hunter does not show up to the Vikings' mandatory minicamp this year, uh, what should the team do? Should they call his bluff and not give in to his reported demands of a pay increase uh, and see if he shows up to minicamp?
0: Oh, man. This is such a tough question with a lot of levels going on. Because <laughs> when Daniel Hunter is healthy and capable, one of the best pass rushers in the league, the Vikings got him to sign a deal before he really got to realize a lot of his potential and Mm -hmm. yeah, Daniel Hunter should be making more, but coming off an injury, that's really tough to generate what his value is right now, Mm -hmm. because as we saw with Mike Hughes, those sort of injuries can really put someone's football perspective out of whack because uh, from what I've been reading about Hughes, his, he didn't come back as the same player mentally. Right. And if that's the case with Hunter, then that would be absolutely scary to lock him down to a massive contract, especially if he hasn't been in communication with the team. Uh, thankfully, there has been some video of him working out. But then again, I don't think any Vikings fans or experts around the league have to worry about him not showing up in shape or anything yeah. like that yeah. so yeah. that that's not really a concern at all but there has to be some sort of middle ground I'm sure Minnesota would love to lock him down for as long as possible yeah. to a team-friendly deal where he can make a lot of money and both sides can be very happy I'm sure that is a goal and I have noticed that Minnesota hasn't gone on any kind of spending spring now they got that Rudy money in their bank account. So maybe they are playing this a little slow to try to see what shakes out of this Daniel Hunter situation. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind them throwing a little bit extra money at his feet and mm-hmm. and saying, hey, stick around. You, you know, mm-hmm. you love it here. And, well, I hope he loves it there. <laughs> and the team is young enough to where they have enough young players that they don't have to worry too too much about the future. I mean, yeah, there are some older players that could be on their way out in the next few years, but there's still a really solid young base for them to build off. Uh Minnesota would have to eventually give them to their demands,
1: even if they play hardball at first. Yeah, I think the timing is also just not good for him. You know, obviously he has the leverage he has is the Vikings' defense had 25 less sacks last year um, than they yeah. did in 2019 with him on the field, so that's pretty significant. Um, but other than that, yeah, he's got this, he's coming off the neck injury where he missed a whole season, and then you know they just had the salary cap reduction which went back I don't know like 20 20 million 15 million something right. So it's just kind of awkward timing where it's like, yeah, we want to pay you, but we're just we also have to be smart with our money too where you know if
0: hunter were doing this next off season he could be in line for a massive payday
1: right he should you know especially if he has a big year this year it's not like he doesn't have it's not like he's in the last year of his contract he's got three years left so he can he can go out there and you know if if he thinks he is worth the money then go out there and prove it and then you will get rewarded but you know Here's a question for you, if the Vikings don't want to give Hunter more money just you know obviously because he's coming off a, a serious neck injury or, or for whatever reason, what this, what what should they do? Should they try and, and trade him you know sooner or sooner than later so that they can be you know better prepared for him not being on the field to avoid a situation like they had last year when you know it resulted in their pass rush being absolutely terrible? that all has to depend on how the
0: conversations go in the front office. If something breaks down between the agent and the, the
1: team, I mean,
0: it may come to that point, but I don't think it ever would.
1: Yeah. Do you think it'd be like. Because I feel like he wants to be in Minnesota. Right.
0: right? I, I don't get the feeling like he's unhappy with no. the team or his production or anything like that. I think it's just that he feels and his agency feels that he deserves to be compensated better for his performance on the field and there really isn't much arguing that
1: from a statistical standpoint. It's just once again, it's just he just missed an entire season and not because of he didn't break an arm or anything like that. This is a neck injury and neck injuries in in football are no joke. You don't you don't mess around with that stuff, which is why the Vikings, you know, he might have been he might have been ready to come back, let's say, in December or or even January and the Vikings are like no you're not coming back you're young we don't need to risk your entire career for a season where you know we're probably not going to make the playoffs so
0: oh i know it's the vikings changed the meaning of the word tweak for me yes. forever yeah
1: <laughs> yes all right so what what's your best guess with how this situation turns out i'm not asking what you would do but what do you think the vikings will end up doing
0: i think he'll show up to mandatory camp yeah I'm I'm not going to get worried until
1: that doesn't happen. He's um if he doesn't he can get fined I think up to around like $93,000 and I think yeah. the, the fines are mandatory now. Like in the in the CBA they've made those fines mandatory especially and he's not going to hold out in training camp, training camp. I think every practice you miss like per practice is like 50 grand. So right. no one is holding out of training camp anymore. Um, so you think he's going to show up? I, I think he will too. I think we had a, um, I feel like there was a similar situation going on with what Adrian Peterson a couple of years ago. And he was like, I don't feel like I'm being treated right. And this was like after they supported him for that whole year of right. everything he was dealing with. Um, and then Mike Zimmerman was like, well, if he doesn't want to play, then I guess he's not playing because he's not, we're not sending him anywhere else. And I probably, I feel like they probably feel the same way with Hunter.
0: Speaking of Adrian Peterson, did you see that he's selling his own twenty dollar pillows now?
1: I did not. Yeah, <laughs> you can go get a a twenty dollar Adrian Peterson pillow, and there's a there's a there's a joke in there somewhere, and I'm not going to touch it. So uh, we'll just it's out there. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. All right. So moving on to another hot topic in the Vikings world recently, and that would be Justin Fields. Now. I talked about the reports and rumors of the Vikings having interest in, in trading up to draft fields this year on a couple and on, on the last episode, but I just want to get your opinion on all of it. So, do you believe the Vikings were truly targeting as as they've been reported Justin Fields when they only offered a third and a fourth round pick to the Panthers to move up to the number eight pick, like Pro Football Talks' Mike Florio reported a few days ago? you and I we tend to disagree on
0: a lot of things yeah but I saw your take on this on Twitter and I completely agreed all right good <laughs> that if that was the tiny amount that they were willing to throw at for that trade I mean that that trade offer was so likely to get declined that it's yeah. not even funny that was a lowball offer if I've ever seen one mm-hmm. and sure they may have been kicking the tires to see and yeah they were definitely looking at quarterbacks this draft because they drafted one. Yep. I mean, if that trade would have gone through, it's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, the level of seriousness doesn't seem as high as a lot of the national media and even some of the local outlets around Minneapolis are trying to make it sound, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I also thought it was very convenient that Mike Florio is the one to come out with this, and he's been a – you know, gigantic critic of Kirk Cousins in the past. He's still pissed that the Vikings didn't sign Case Keenum. Um, so he's always one to, to jump on <laughs> the, oh, they're, they're trying to get rid of Kirk Cousins. Um, so, sh- but, you know, should the Vikings have made a better effort to trade up for Fields? Or do you think there won't be maybe much of a difference between the the pro careers of him and Kellen Mond, you know, a couple of years down the road?
0: sad thing is, is that from an actual standpoint, we will never know until we can get in and take a look at that big board and see how the team had him rated for me i i think that getting that just player to solidify the offensive line should have been the top priority all along and uh, at, after they cut riley reef and i was just kind of like looking at the offensive line i knew that that was where they had to go early And if they had traded up and given him quite a bit to do so, I would have felt really bad for the current Vikings offense. (laughs) Yeah. Because Cousins just last year, he worked with what he had. It wasn't much, but he was able to get quite a bit done. I mean, that offense was not bad. No. With even an absolutely terrible offensive line.
1: I think Mike Zimmer called it like one of his most explosive offenses. They've had since they were with the Vikings I feel like twenty maybe twenty seventeen was the other one that was sort of i guess I don't even know if you would call them explosive, but they just put up a bunch of yards and a bunch of points um up on the on the stat sheet or whatever um so but does the fact that maybe fields landed with the bears make it easier? to deal with the Vikings passing on him, because I'm not sure if you're aware, but Chicago, not exactly the greatest when it comes to choosing quarterbacks in their history.
0: Yeah, um, it's strange how this is all being marketed to Vikings fans, and yeah. that's really all it is at this point, because we're getting the the Slater and, mm-hmm. you know, Darisaw, we're getting those comparisons, and now we're getting... Uh, Oh, it's all going to depend on how things shake out for these quarterbacks. It's all on how these things are going to work out for mm-hmm. comparing these two left tackles. Uh, at this point, I, I don't really see what the point is in being so based in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's time to evaluate what you have and the fact that Minnesota was able to take their draft pick, trade down, get an excellent pass blocking left tackle acquire extra picks grab what might be a quarterback of the future i don't know uh just at least have a stab at one
1: and i think they used the um, one of the other picks they got from the jets was i think they used that on Wyatt Davis so that was right. as well um and then it was it was just interesting that all this came out at the end of the month, like a month after the draft, it was. I think it was started all by that video that the, the Panthers put out, and every, everyone's trying to like dissect it and and figure out who the Vikings were targeting, who the Panthers, you know, were targeting, and, and things like right. that. So that's that's why all this came out. Um, and obviously, it's what June third. We just don't. But yeah,
0: have, that offer that came talk. out. I mean, it's just if Carolina would have taken that, it would have been funny.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like the Vikings didn't give a a similar offer to the Jets, but their offer to the Jets wasn't that great. I feel like the Vikings got the best end of that deal when the Jets who they draft the Elijah Vera Tucker they they traded up to they gave up that much to get get him an, I, an
0: interior lineman.
1: Yeah, I I don't know <laughs> how much I feel about that.
0: And I, I'm an offensive line guy. Yeah. You can I, I, I think teams can live or die by the offensive line. Yep. And having a solid guy on the inside is important. Now, would I have made that trade for, of, if I were the Jets to give up what they did to get in there?
1: Probably not. No. Well, they give but up, they
0: yet, that was yep. one of the most universally praised moves of the draft from a lot of experts. And I understand that the Vera Tucker is, you know, he's a potentially pro bowl all pro player i get it yeah. but yeah i mean for me it's more key to get that player that left tackle to secure things and yep. i i think Minnesota did a good job of if they can get darisada to, to
1: finish his darn blocks yeah i think i think they got a great player in, in Darisaw, and i think it's gonna work out really well for them so okay on tuesday it was it was june 1st so the vikings got about Nine million more added to their salary cap after Kyle, Kyle Rudolph's departure was officially you know designated a, a right. one release. So now the Vikings have around 14 million. they probably have a little less because they just signed a corner, but they signed them to like the, the league minimum, so they didn't lose that much cap space. But uh, what, what should the Vikings use this money on? Should they extend some players? Should they add some more veterans to their roster? You know What should the Vikings do with all of their new money?
0: I think it's interesting that they didn't make a big splash. I've been a big proponent of going and signing a wide receiver to to, to just do the the wide receiver three thing. And Mm -hmm. uh, people who follow my articles on the Viking Age know that I'm a big fan of potentially bringing in D.D. Westbrook, who has had absolutely no chance to establish himself in Jacksonville with that revolving door of quarterbacks and – was an injury and I, I think he could be a legitimate threat. And even with Jarius Wright saying that he'd be willing to come back, I mean <laughs> he's
1: not coming back.
0: that alone to have him on there. Yeah. He he has experience in Minnesota. Yeah, he does. Uh he has proven to be a dog on third down.
1: Oh yeah. I think uh when when he when he tweeted that out, I think I did some research and like you know, like 18 or 19 catches in 2017, and like 13 of them were for, for first downs, and like 10 of them happened on, on third downs.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to get a little excited about the idea of him coming there, but uh, I like the uh, the rookie that they drafted out of Iowa. I, yeah. I believe it's Iowa, was it Iowa or Iowa State? Yes, the it was I,
1: well, they did, they did both, they drafted someone out Iowa State and out of uh iowa but they drafted a receiver out of iowa amir smith marset um yeah he's got some wheels from what i've seen and he's been i've i've i I think i wrote about this the other day he's been called the steal of the draft remember you know a certain former viking was drafted in the fifth round a wide receiver and he turned out to be pretty decent yeah um you know he he had a couple maybe a miracle moment here or there um so uh, so you think wide receiver, I'd like the D.D. D. Westbrook uh, connection because right now they have Keenan McCardell. He is their new wide receivers coach. He's yeah. with the Jaguars for the last couple of years, so he's very familiar with what D.D. What D. Westbrook can do. That would be an interesting addition. I'm, I'm curious to see if they bring in maybe another pass rusher to maybe be like, hey, you know, Daniil, we're fine. So if you don't want to well, play, then you're good.
0: Here's where I'm at with that. I I think Danielle Hunter is an A-plus pass rusher. I mean, there's not really a lot of debating that. One of the best in the league when healthy and on the field. Now, past that, the Vikings have a lot of C-plus pass rushers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sure, some of them have flashed some potential and could develop into really good players. Uh, Patrick Jones, I believe, uh, he's been just turning heads at camp, I think, from what I've been reading, with just his his motor and his engine and everything and uh, his willingness to work. So I I don't see Minnesota bringing in a pass rusher unless it's to absolutely start.
1: Yeah. Like like a top like echelon like what's well, like Justin Houston's out there Melvin Ingram. Like right. That.
0: So if if they're going to do it they got to go big cuz bringing in competition at this point the team's got a good level of competition they have several mid-tier guys that are just gonna completely fight for those jobs to try to prove that they are better than the standing where a lot of people have them so i'm not really worried about that but signing a pass rusher at this point like i said um, unless it's someone who's gonna be guaranteed a starting spot and has a proven track record I, i don't think it's worth it
1: yeah i wonder if they'd be more hesitant to do that this year because of how everything turned out with uh, and gakwe last year when right you know, they, they invested a second round pick good in him point. And, and he lasted six games so maybe they're a little more <laughs> like you know let's keep our assets and and focus on the guys that are on the team who actually might have a chance to develop into something because the Vikings have developed so many uh, pass rushers from the draft like late late in the rounds yeah fedio denebo daniel hunter everson griffin all those guys um have just gone on and to be really good players and it seems like they got something there seems to be a little spark with with steven not Stephen weatherly but um who am i thinking of uh dj wanham dj wanham's looked good and uh you mentioned patrick jones the sequel yep um Right. Jalen Holmes in and out. Uh, yeah, he, after changing position, he he looked pretty good. And then you got what Hercules Mataafa. Is he is he a defensive tackle now? Is he a defensive end? What like what is is he part of the <laughs> team? Like what? There's, there's lots of different different ways to explore. But yeah, I agree that that maybe they're not going to go after a, a pass rusher after you kind of brought up some of those points. And I, I thought about unique and And then maybe you know, they did just add a corner, but he's not good. Um, i'd like to see a little depth at safety yes yes um ah, what did i just see there's a safety uh i can't think of it right now but i uh, there's there's a safety who has a connection to to the vikings but i can't think of it right now um all right so
0: and i've seen some vikings fans worrying about tight end three which Tight end three is yeah. a little ways yeah. down. I'm
1: not there yet. Now we're good. we can have someone like a Brandon Dillon or whatever. That that's fine. We don't. That's need, fine. We don't need three tight ends. We we barely throw to the third wide receiver. So why do we need a a third <laughs> tight end? I think I think I think the it's one or, or the other. Yeah, they'll they'll be just fine. But that's gonna do it for today's show. Where can people follow you on Twitter, Adam? I am M N Viking
0: Zombie on your Twitter machines. You can go there. I'm probably talking about some stupid stuff like bicycle helmets today was the thing. So yeah, that's that's what I was talking about over there today. If you want to see my cats, it's the same handle over on Instagram. Post a lot of pictures of cats and just maybe some video game stuff here and there. And over on my Twitch, which is again same same thing. M N Viking Zombie. I played some community games over there. Maybe some Fall Guys think i'm gonna start getting up maybe playing through some old school rpgs on there
1: just because i love them there you go follow him on all those platforms follow the viking age on twitter and facebook subscribe to this podcast on the apple podcast app spotify and wherever you get your podcast until next time we will talk to you later